I'm gonna trick former guest Ben into making us a theme song. That's it. Okay. Better, closer, warmer. Uh, all modern art is communistic. I want to be the first man to nut in space. Fuck you. Fuck off. Where are we finding it? Why can't we Better, find it? Closer, Why do you guys warmer. keep saying all this change? We're playing Fortnite. Let's have fun. We need to get to that post-World War II mentality where Better, closer, no one in the warmer. world is going to Twitch and typing in climate first. Don't tweet us about how our stuff's inaccurate. At this point, I don't think the N-word tape would change anything. The piss tape might. From New Orleans to New York. It's the Alineos Podcast, baby. Dude, that was TNT. Welcome back to the Alineos Podcast. I am Smith. I'm Seth. And I'm Mr. Movies, Ben. You're no longer trying to blow up uh, Marcus's spot? Absolutely not. Uh, I feel like in memorial and respect to Marcus, who is in a much better place, uh, not here. Uh, I feel like I should, he, we, we got to retire that Jersey. That Jersey lives and dies with him. The, it'll just, uh, it just says moist on the back. Yeah. The hoist with the moist, uh, that, that's gotta, that's gotta go with him. I got a Marcus update actually, everybody for the, for the audience. Uh, about six days ago, I sent him a message saying, Hey, let's talk. And then last night at, a, at about, 4.30, he sent me a link to a hentai that stars Donald Trump. So, that's where we're at right now. One uh, time, and I'm not making this up, this is not made up for content. One time, Marcus replied to a message that I had sent him four years earlier. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, we're once again doing Evangelion. And we're here in episode 13, 14, and 15. Yes. Um, let's just get into it, guys. Episode uh, 13, uh, the Netflix title is Angel, Angel Infiltration. The original title is Lilliputian Hitcher, a much better name, we can all admit. Yeah, I had no idea how to say it when I came up on screen. Yeah, I kept wanting to travels. say, yeah, I kept wanting to say Lilliputin. Lilliputin. Again... Gulliver's Travel. No one read it but me, apparently. That's my favorite Jack Black movie. Yeah. Yeah, with uh, Jason Siegel. Love it. I had to fight Ben to get to that joke first. I knew it was coming. <laughs> it clicked right away. Yeah. I want to say... What Jason Siegel? Where's that guy at these days? He is on a show on Apple TV+. Plus. Oh, okay. That's good. It's written by the guys who wrote Ted Lasso. Apparently it's pretty good. So, so check it I'm out. I'm getting worried about him. Yeah. yeah he's fine. He's doing... I mean... Come on, he made all that How Much Your Mother money. Everything else is just mm. icing now. I did want to say, this I'm episode sure. starts out in a great way. One of those classic people using computers way where the person's typing and the screen is just moving lightning fast. <laughs> like There's no mm-hmm. way you can actually parse the information that it's sending you. And uh, <laughs> it's just maybe this is, this is what I do every day at work. So it was, it was really nice to see what it was like. You know, I, I was living vicariously mm-hmm. through the show. But Seth, I mean, maybe you're just not that good, you know? I know. Maybe. I just... Maybe they're picking up keywords. I don't know. <laughs> I don't even understand what's going on there. When I watch them type, it reminds me of this website. I can't remember the name Hacker of it. Hacker Typer? But if you go to it. Yeah. 
where you just go to it and you just type in complete gibberish on your keyboard and it makes it look like you're hacking into something. Yeah, hacker typer. I use it all the time. Yeah, <laughs> you use it at work. I cannot uh, confirm nor deny <laughs> these allegations. <laughs> you use that to make you to make you look busy. Yeah. <laughs> so this, uh, I just have to point out, this episode opens with one of the most insane things I've ever seen a character do in anything ever. Which is when Katsuragi shows up and she picks up a cup of coffee that does not belong to her and just takes a fucking drink of it. Yep. And the joke is the coffee's cold. But the bigger concern for me is what kind of fucking psychopath would do this? I think it just builds up more of the image that Katsuragi is outside of her job as a complete bum. She hasn't had her coffee yet. So she's just like, I'm going to take, I'm going to get the first cup of coffee I see. Whether it belongs to me or not, and I'm going to drink it, because I cannot live. Yeah, and obviously it's not the first time that this has happened. Mm-mm. Yeah. I'm just saying, if you, if you did that, some, we should put you somewhere. I don't know where that is. A sanitarium? <laughs> Maybe that's what this is for? Because you can't be trusted in society. You just can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, because that's not sanitarium at all. Uh, okay. I have more Oops. respect for the guys at parties who go around finishing off people's empties than I do this. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say the guys at parties who walk around finishing. And I'm like, I don't respect those guys at all. <laughs> <laughs> they, need to, they need to be those, put in the same place. Yeah, those guys make me uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> so there, so Ritsuko and her team of... The, the three people in this fucking place who do everything, apparently. Those three fucking nerds in yeah. the front computers who do every task there could possibly be are debugging the fucking Magi, the god computers that run yeah. uh, everything. It's funny because the Magi are the god computers. You'd think that we'd maybe reach a point where they, they had this shit under control. But no, they're always finding problems. I mean, Seth, doesn't that speak to you as a, as, as a, a programmer yourself? I wish I worked with the Magi. <laughs> because Do the, inter- you, the interface see what happens looks, later on. The interface looks so cool. Mm. That's what I want. <laughs> there you go. And then we also see the pilots being sent in to like do testing type stuff, and they have to be naked for this. And they, after, oh my god! Yeah. And, uh, the funny part is, they say, "Hey, we're not going to record this. We respect your privacy." But there is a camera in the room, yeah. and a red light turns on. Also, this is being mm-hmm. actively animated, so I don't know if they're aware of that, but <laughs> people are definitely going to see it. Wow, mm-hmm. are the characters in the show aware that it is being animated? I, Seth. Even for Evangelion, that's a big question. Yeah. I'm going to go with no, though. Truth is out there. I wouldn't put, I wouldn't put it past a Hidekiano. I yep. would not at all. Is that what episode 20, 25 and 26 are about? We cannot confirm or deny these allegations. Okay. <laughs> we, we also see the Evangelion's naked here. Headless and naked. And it's... Yeah. A little... A little revealing you don't like yeah. i guess we don't really think of them like before this episode you don't really think about the fact that they they do have kind of like a you know just a big fleshy part that is their naked body um but you mm-hmm. see it and it's yeah, weird <laughs> strange yeah. mm-hmm. it's so a, and the, and, human yeah and they don't have heads either yeah they're just i guess those come later just bodies yeah, but yeah, that that just that just brings me back to that scene from the second episode where they pull Shinji from the wreckage and they you see like part of the uh uh Ava 2 uh head exposed and there's like a 
human-ish eyeball looking directly at him. It's like, okay, all right, there there is something underneath this. I wasn't sure if it's like human based or like my so far my running suspicions are they're like former angels that were somehow uh like sealed into these Avas to kind of like keep them under control and utilize their power, or they're just basically making humans like giant humans and then putting pieces of armor on them. Uh, I don't know which one's which, maybe a little bit of both, but obviously there's something that now I know there's like something human underneath there. Yeah. Actually, interesting. Um, you know, there's there's this stuff from the Bible, the Nephilim, right? The, the yeah. this this uh, like, I think it's, I think it's an apocryphal belief of these giants or whatever, which people are now coming back around on. Y'all seen this on the internet? People people are talking about how the Nephilim are real. They're going to come back one day. I have not seen this. Of no. course, it, it's very dumb. It's just a picture of, like a giant, and he's like he's like tearing apart of like a, a, a U.S. Marine, and I'm just like. <laughs> Guys, the Marines would smoke these motherfuckers. Yeah. They're eight feet tall and have no guns. It's gonna be over. Oh, right? I was expecting like a hundred feet tall. I didn't. I didn't know they were no. only eight feet tall. That's not that impressive. Yeah. The Goliath or whatever from the Bible was to be a Nephilim or whatever. I don't know. Okay, got yeah, it. But yeah, it's yeah. Goliath very, was only like silly. nine feet tall or so. Yeah, it's very stupid. But I do love the idea that we would have a problem somehow with the eight foot tall cavemen. <laughs> They're gonna give us some trouble again. Are there any Bible trading cards with like the stats of all the Bible guys on them? I'm sure there are. There, I'm sure there be. is. There has. If there to. aren't. Yeah. Marketing mm-hmm. market opportunity right here, boys. Mm-hmm. You mentioned busting that out at they Friday Night make- Magic. <laughs> 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 hey guys, I got a new game we can play. <laughs> but also, just like that whole situation, like I imagine like a movie based on it. But I want them to bring in like big wrestlers from wwe to play these giants like i want the i want i want to see big show i want to see the great Kali. uh if andre god rest his soul was still with us i'd want to see him there too isn't great uh, Kali dead as well no Kali is alive and oh. he is treated like a god in india i'm thinking about umaga he's the one that died yeah r.i.p r.i.p he was he was a real one anywho so, yeah <laughs> In Evangelion, we find out that some parts of the computer that were that were delivered recently have gotten corrupted. There's something weird going on with that. And events escalate very quickly from that being revealed to, oh shit, the fucking computer is an angel. Yes, and you know, the Magi were partially built by Ritsuko's mother. Yes. Um, and she is, you know, she has some very emotional moments where she's talking about how she says like her mom's okay, but she's getting older because the code that her mom made is still out there and so that's why it kind of parallels um, what's happened to Katsuragi um, with, you know, her her parents having it run in with angels. And now Ritsuko's post-mortem, like, mom is having a run in with an angel infiltrating her. So it's kind of, it, it, for me, it just felt kind of like they're, you know, running through similar scenarios now, trying to get a little bit of revenge on the angels. Which, by the way, I'm not wrong, motherfucker. Last week you said she wants to get revenge on her dad. But this, on an episode, we're going to get to it in episode 15, she specifically says revenge on the angels. So she says both things. So let's let's fucking cool your jets there. All right, <laughs> Ace. I go with the most recent information. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, let me say something about fucking <laughs> a, a movie four, motherfucker. <laughs> um, yeah, I do like the fact that they said they, they two people want to say the phrase "Commander Akoi will raise a stink," which I would yeah. love to see Gendo raise a stink. <laughs> just full, just throw a full on tantrum. 
yeah. just on the floor, pounding his arms, shaking his legs. I want to see it. I want to oh, see. Yeah, there's. Oh, go ahead. I want to see that man show a little bit of goddamn emotion. Yeah. Please. <laughs> yeah, I love the idea. That there's this like unseen side of him that we don't see. Who's like a petty fucking boss and not just the coldest motherfucker on earth. Yeah. It's amazing. Make you think of like, what if Michael Scott was in Nerve? Um, <laughs> <laughs> we're on to we're on to something. Now we're on there to something. we go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um. Also, they keep, they keep saying things have protein walls, and I don't think they're using that word correctly. I think that's a thing that cells have, not computers. Yeah, I think they're just they're just, just running off humans. One thing I love so much during these scenes where something's going wrong with the Magi or whatever, is it takes them so long to describe what is malfunctioning that by the time they finish their sentence, it's gotten five times worse. Yeah. <laughs> Every time, while they're talking, you see the screen just getting, like, twice as red. I'm like, guys, shut the fuck up. Just point. Just point at the screen yeah. and start working. <laughs> and this is a, a, a weird thing. I'm not even nitpicking this. It's just a weird thing. Is In a moment when Unit Zero is taken over and reaches up towards the thing, there is a they smash some glass, they pull a lever, and the arm gets blown off. And I'm like, okay, hold on. Is there a lever for every limb? I was thinking this, the same thing. <laughs> yes. Because that was very specific. Mm-hmm. They didn't do like a, a punch in, oh, right arm of Ava. No, no, no. They just did a couple of motions and it was gone. I do. Yeah. Okay, I do have to imagine though. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. I imagine if they're going to do this, they're probably going to set these charges up on the arms first. I mean, every arm right, yeah. does have some kind of lever associated with it. I would, I would buy that, but I would, but I would want to see the other five levers. Unfortunately, guys, the angel Kikimus has arrived, and the <laughs> legs are possessed. Oh. You have bombs for them. I love sitting by the Kikimus fire. Wasn't in the budget. Opening up my Kikimus presence with my family as he infiltrates the chimney. <laughs> about it, it really is kind of information isn't it you know kind of. lasers up there or something yeah. to catch him um i feel like we really missed out on a uh evangelion christmas special yeah i feel like there i feel like there would have been a lot of potential in that oh i watched a manga or a- <laughs> funny you ahead. say that <laughs> so i've been watching a thousand of those crank that shit uh soldier boy shinji videos <laughs> i watched one right before we recorded that was called crank that shinji crank that soldier boy but it's christmas and there was like a bunch of Christmas shit going on. The Mariah Carey song was playing. It was like a Christmas soldier boy. It's my favorite meme now is Shinji Crank that soldier boy. <laughs> we get it's a the, crucial. Oh, go ahead. It's the gift that keeps on giving. Yep. We get a crucial scene of Gendo calling uh, Kaji and saying, Kaji, just do everything. Yeah. Because apparently Kaji is the guy who can do everything. And then even. More amazing is that Gendo has a drawer full of phones. He yes. puts the phone back in, and there's like ten phones in there that he closes. He's a very it's busy like, man. It's like Saul Goodman's desk. Yes, exactly. Well, now there's a crossover. Saul Goodman's <laughs> got to run nerve for a day, and Michael Scott's there as well. Yeah. Now we're cooking. Yeah, yeah. Saul shows up to sue Nerve on behalf of somebody who uh, was their house got stepped on. Yes. Yeah. He's there with Toji's family. Oh shit! <laughs> and somehow he fast talks his way down into Central Dogma. Next thing you know, 
He's representing Adam. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's the six children. <laughs> um. So yeah, an, an angel don't infiltrate. An angel has gotten into the base, and this is bad. Also, it's weak to oxygen, which hey, by, by the way, maybe a bad idea, maybe a bad strat to start off with. Yeah. And I do want to point out that one thing is after Gendy, Gendo calls Kaji, he gets out of an elevator shaft and does a jump and barrel roll into the into the floor <laughs> right below him so that he can get to work. Um, he does a, a quip, too, before before that. He quips at the angel. He sees it. And he's like, yep. again, Kaji quips and then jumps and goes something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's fascinating. Also, Gendo is like, hey, first of all, save the pilots. Also, save the Avas. Launch the motherfuckers up to the surface and save Unit 1. That one has to live. The other two can get fucked, but yeah. Unit 1 has to live. He's very specific about certain things. He is. Um, also, we get proof that evolution exists in this episode because the angel evolves to yes. uh, around oxygen. And they also make the claim that the final stage of evolution is death. Which I just love the idea. Is <laughs> that eventually you evolve so much that the only answer is to not exist anymore. Yeah. So I should tell the new Guardians of the Galaxy movie that. Um, mm. I haven't seen it, so I don't know. I just know the villain is a high evolutionary. Uh, oh, I saw it. Got it. Yeah, Mr. Movies. Yeah, Mr. Movies has seen it. All right, give us real quick four out of five, or five. Give us out of five. Four. Okay, four. Hey, Mr. Movie speaks. I will. Right. I will say. It feels like one man's vision instead of a movie that was made by committee. So that That's alone, good. that alone, it maybe my score may be a little inflated. Yeah, but like I, it definitely felt fresh compared to most of what we've seen. All right, what, what's better, what you've seen so far of Evangelion or Guardians of the Galaxy Three? Please be honest. Uh, Evangelion. Okay, cool. Good to know. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm sorry. This know. is high end stuff. This is high end <laughs> stuff we're watching. So the angel is a hacker. Yeah, it's hacking into the Magi. It gets Melchior pretty quick. Yeah, real pushover Melchior is. Yeah, <laughs> real piece of shit. Uh, Melchior, <laughs> lazy motherfucker, gets hacked immediately, and then Balthazar goes down too after a minute. And you got to have all three to initiate the self destruct. We see it again, boys. Here it is. It's here. Ninety five. Yeah. We can't <laughs> escape it. I googled it actually to like find out if things have self-destruct things, and apparently nothing in real life can self-destruct. Why? Why thing. would you have that? There was a Quora thread about this, and the top comment was like, "Why would you put bombs in your thing to start with? Why would yeah. you already have bombs in it?" Yeah, because then I, my problem isn't that it self-destructs, because maybe you could come up with a case. But my case is like, what if it has a different malfunction, and then the bombs go off? Because that yes. was malfunctioning. Yes. Or what if a bullet hits it in the bomb? You know? Yeah. As we know, anyhow a bullet hits something, it explodes. Yeah. <laughs> I Obviously. mean... In a lot of cases, that's, that will be true. Yes. Uh, but anyways... Uh, they're like... They come up with this plan. The plan is complete bullshit. The, the plan is absolutely... Wait, you're up. telling me a plan on Evangelion is bullshit? <laughs> Take it back. Just all, nothing but fictional techno jargon. <laughs> <laughs> They've hacked into the central dogmo mainframe. So what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like when you start the show, you think like there's a procedure, there's a plan. We'll know how every angel's gonna come and attack us. But on episode like two, it all goes to shit yeah. immediately. 
Mm-hmm. And they're just making things up constantly. And this one, they're going to let the last Magi get hacked and then reverse hack itself to force the angel to be coexist with the Magi? Yeah. Nonsense. And they are able to figure a lot of this stuff out because, you know, Ritsuko's mom has left her brain behind. And she's also left a bunch of, like, PS2 era sticky notes with cheat codes on them as to how the Magi works. And I'm like, I understand that this is... This is all kitschy and stuff, but there should probably be a manual somewhere. We should. We, no wait, but Seth, isn't that how coding works? Don't you just leave a bunch of like backdoor codes sitting around on post-it notes all over your your room? I do love that I, I can. I'm the sole programmer on this, and I can just make shit uh-huh. up. Um. <laughs> so yeah, you're right. Actually, I don't know. Goddamn, <laughs> you got me. That's exactly how it works. It, the thing is, the thing about being a programmer though is none of us ever write down code ever with our hands like on a, or with our pins on paper we never write it down that way yeah. so i imagine it would be that actually the one way that you can find out pretty much anything as long as you get into a programmer's computer all you got to do is find a notepad article that's unsaved that's where we had all of our <laughs> secrets i found this out from every programmer i work with we put all of our secrets in a notepad and no one ever saves them we rely on the fact that our computer is always going to open with that thing still unsaved we never save it so you're telling me, Seth, you don't you don't just write down you don't just t- program in tons of little like cheat codes to get into your program and do weird stuff. That's not a thing. You don't put big head mode in every program. I wish I had time to do these things. That's the problem. <laughs> Would people catch it if you did it? I'm not in Is the, there a guy? Not in the level of software development that I work in, if I'm gonna be honest with you. Okay. People I work with barely know how to use computers. So it is okay. An interesting job. And yeah, we find out that Ritzko's... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say my job is just as interesting as Ritzko's at Nerve, is what I was going right, to say. Yeah, Because yeah. mm-hmm. your mom also got her brain loose in the computer <laughs> and was split in the three parts to represent three types of three, three, three types women she is. Um, yeah, it's pretty, yeah. pretty cool. Yeah, her mom, just messy as fuck, all these post-it notes everywhere. Uh, also, I love that this is a thing I noticed. Uh, leg wear in this show. Uh, Katsuragi wears nothing on her legs, whereas nope. Ritsuko has on the pantyhose. Yep. It's the difference between them. It's their the, the primary difference. Mm-hmm. And then. Also, oh, go ahead. I also noticed uh, at one point when they were showing a shot and they were panning down and they were seeing all the notes, uh, it highlighted one of them, which had written across multiple uh, multiple notes that said, Screw you, Ikari. Yeah. So, like, I'm so I'm obviously like her mom had something against Gendo or somebody in in that in that family because I don't think that I don't think that that's Ritzko because all the interactions I've seen between Gendo and Ritzko it seems like there's kind of like a more of a something respectful going on there. So I don't know. I think I think that's something that may come back up later. And then they execute the plan, and boys, it works. And the angel just is like, okay, I live here now. Yeah. And <laughs> to once again highlight the realism of this show when it comes to computer programming, there's a moment when they're down to the wire, and Ritzko yells, Enter key! <laughs> they all press the enter key. <laughs> I, I, I have to imagine that when they were animating this, they're like, what is the coolest way to finish a hacker scene, you know? And I think, hey... It's really cheesy, 
But it's probably cooler than any hacking scene in Mr. Robot. He just says, they just say, enter key! And they all press it, and it's anime yeah. as hell. And it it was really funny to me. I really liked it. Yeah. Have you ever seen the clip from Ghost in the Shell when the guy walks to the computer and puts his hands over the keyboard, and then suddenly his fingers all split into like ten more fingers? Yeah. I mean, just... That was one of those things I was like, guys... You got brain and computer interfaces. Why is he typing? Yeah. What is going on here? It's just for it's being cool, you know. Have you ever seen yeah. that scene in Ghost of the Shell where it's just the best movie ever? Because <laughs> it's great. The one with uh, Scarlett Johansson. Uh, yeah. Get out. Of course. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll see myself. Hang out. Bye, this guys. man. <laughs> Ben's home address is yeah. <laughs> Mr. Movie <laughs> Circle. Yeah. Circle. Name an address withheld. <laughs> And so, yeah, that's pretty much the episode. And by the way, the whole time Shinji, Asuka, and Rei are sitting in their fucking pod ha- naked and don't know anything has happened. They've, they've already been ejected and are floating in the lake in the top of the fucking geo front. <laughs> Just like, what is going on? This definitely kind of felt like one of those episodes where they had to save money. So they were like, oh, the angel is in the computer. Because apparently all that stuff is easier to animate than like a full-on kaiju battle. So this definitely felt like one of those episodes. Actually, like two out of these three episodes felt like episodes where they needed to save money. Yeah, I was about to say, Ben, because uh, the next episode is <laughs> the epitome of saving money because it's a clip show for the. Which, by the way, it's a clip show for the first half of the episode. I've never seen that. Yeah. I've always seen episodes, shows go full clip show one episode. Very very weird. I, yeah, episode 14, uh, Sele, the heart, the seat of the soul, are also weaving a story, is another name for the episode, the original one. Yeah. This episode is interesting, because this is one that Anno fought very hard to not have done the way that it is. He did not want to have any clip shows, any filler episodes in, his, in, the, in the whole thing. He wanted this to not happen. And the compromise was, we'll do half of a, of a, of a filler episode. That's interesting. My thing is, like, why would they push for a filler episode anyway? Because it wasn't based on any pre-existing manga it's not like not with they're other waiting anime. For to come out. yeah where they're waiting for something to come out so they have to just keep making filler episodes like goku and piccolo learning how to drive a fucking car while they while they wait for all, everything else to come out so i don't understand like was it mandated that they have here's a filler reason. episode here's the reason in anime seasons as we know them here in america are usually split into two things they call cores first core second core usually 13 or 12 episodes depending on anime is so the first core of Evangelion is 13 episodes. The second core is 13. This four, episode 14 is supposed to be a recap of what happened in the first core of the show. Because there's see. like a six-month gap before between the two things. So you come back, you see this clip show, you kind of remember some stuff. So that last episode was just basically like a season finale? Yes, it was. What? Damn. What, what a shitty season finale. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you said, he just strange. Like, why? Yeah. St- why make that your stopping point? But it's, yeah. it's not a it's not a full season break. It's yeah, months in between them. So it's like not and, and they're considered to be one season uh, overall. But it's weird. yeah, Japan animation schedule. Different. Even in America, sometimes our animated shows have just weird schedules compared to our live action ones, and it's just kind of hard to wrap our brains around. See, so yeah, first half a clipper, a, cl- a clipper, a clipper, a clip episode, a clip <laughs> clipper. Show. That's what I'm going to call uh, a clip uh, a clip show now. It's like, oh, uh, we got a clipper. Yeah. A clipper, yeah. 
Well, Sele is not happy about the angel getting into the, into the uh, into the geo front, which which uh, Gendo still denies happened. By the way, Straight I do love how like, every no. time they talk to Gendo, he's like he's like the project is on on target. We are hitting all of our marks, and everything's going fine. Oh, what? You th- there's a problem? There's a, there's a problem? No, no problem. No, no problem. Mm-mm. Project is to- on time. Would I, Gendo Ikari, lie to you? The world's <laughs> least shady man? World's greatest dad? <laughs> you Very can, normal, well-adjusted man here. You can trust any man who has a beard, but who has a beard but no mustache. You can always trust yeah. that man. But you won't even know he doesn't have a mustache because he covers his mouth every time he talks to right. you. <laughs> you yeah. won't even his hands become his mustache. Yeah, you can barely hear him. Look, here's the thing. Mickey Mouse, always wearing gloves. Gendo, also always wearing gloves. You do the math. <laughs> Coincidence. That would be, be a good meme video of like, like, oh, Gendo Akari, if the audio was realistic, and it's like he's sitting next to you, and it's just... <laughs> and you're like, what? <laughs> what? And then he just keeps talking like that? Go- everything's going according to plan. <laughs> Also, I just love how he once again mentioned the Dead Sea Scrolls, my yep. favorite thing from 1995. Just everyone obsessed with these fucking pieces of paper. Yeah. I never picked up on it in the past because I guess I guess for me it's just Evangelion speak of like, oh, some random shit that doesn't matter. I didn't realize it was a thing in real life, and it's so funny every time I hear it now. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> also, oh, go ahead, Ben. Yeah, also uh, at the table uh, where he's talking to all those people, apparently the penguin... Uh, is a part of this uh, secret uh, se- secret organization. There's a dude there with just the pointiest nose. Yeah. Yep. Also, after this meeting gets done, I gotta say, Ray's new spoken word album goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> she is having what can only be described as a uh, existential crisis of the highest magnitude I've yes. ever seen. But she's telling um, no one. <laughs> yeah. City yeah. yeah, like this is this is so much for a fourteen year old to be thinking about. Yeah, and what's really funny is what's she doing? She's just sitting in the cockpit of a, a unit one. Yeah, that's all yeah. she's doing. They're doing interchangeability testing. They're calling it. And Ray and Shinji don't have too many problems. And then Asuka's like, "What about me?" And they're like, "You don't worry. You don't need to do this. What are you talking about, Asuka? You're good. You love your Ava. Why are you so worried?" And then. You tell her that, and she's like, you're goddamn right I am. <laughs> you don't want to hop in, in smelly Shinji's cockpit, do you? You don't need to, you don't need to be in there. He's a, he's a boy. He stinks. Speaking of that, when Shinji says that Ray's Ava smells like her, Asuka's like, it smells like her. What a creep. It's like, <laughs> what a pervert. Like, and then Ray said the same thing about Shinji. <laughs> yeah. It smells like Shinji. It smells like beef. Yeah, it smells like the saddest person alive. <laughs> it smells like tears. Also, the show is definitely wrong here about a thing because it says that Shinji, that Unit O two, was not designedly compatible with Ray or Shinji. He definitely did drive that motherfucker when he first showed up because she says it. Asuka says it in the cockpit. Stop controlling my unit, like. Which is what I say all the time in bed. Um, but then they mention the dump, the dummy plug. The dummy plug. This is, this is our this is our first mention, really. That's my new. Plug. That's my rapper name, by the way. <laughs> the dummy, dummy, dummy plug. plug. Dummy plug. 
MCW plug. Yep, that's me. You should DP. do like a play on, on dummy thick. It's like dummy plug, but with two Gs. Exactly. I don't know what it even means. There we go. There's also a like great conversation. Ritzko has one of those fucking goons we always see, where the goon is like, I'm not sure I'm okay with this. And Ritzko is like, hey, too many principles is bad. Yeah. You gotta get that scene In the conversation. Yeah. Okay. All right. Gotcha. Also, my quick composition highlight in this in one of the interchangeability scenes, there is a pan back to Ritsuko and Katsuragi, and the the frame is like Katsuragi, but a little bit lower, so you're mostly seeing leg, and the whole shot is framed by Ritsuko's boobs on top. Yes. It was very, very like clearly what you're supposed to be looking at, and it was very it was it was an interesting piece of composition that also goes with the theme of the show being about you know, kind of growing up as a young boy. Mm-hmm. And then Asuka says one of the most interesting things in the whole episode, uh, or the show really, where she tells Shinji, maybe she's to crawl inside her mom's womb again. She does say that. Yeah. Interesting, interesting observation by Asuka. And she also says, why is everyone coddling Shinji so much? And I'm yeah. like, if, oh, just you wait, Asuka. I'm like, Asuka, have you met him? Yeah. If you don't coddle him, he would probably explode. <laughs> and then Unit Zero goes to Berserk with Shinji inside of it. And we get yep. a repeat of, of what we saw in the first, maybe second or third episode or so. We, we, we see what happened with Ray, where it went Berserk with her inside of it. Yeah. Same basic idea. Yeah, and it's like actively trying to get at Ray, mm. And Ray is unfazed. Or Ritsuko says he's trying to get at her. She so does Ritsuko's say that. very self-involved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but interesting. Now, Seth, in terms of composition, by the way, after this, we see uh, Katsuragi and, and Ritsuko have a conversation where they're 20 feet apart. Yeah. <laughs> in a black and red room. There's no table. It's like Gendo's office. What the fuck is happening here? Where, where are all these rooms at? And who is designing them? We're like, oh, by the way, this is, um, in this room, we're going to just put actually nothing. And then you're like, but that's, it's the biggest room in the whole floor. Yeah, we know. But we're, it's going to be completely empty um, for obvious reasons. Next. <laughs> it's for monologuing. Yeah. And here's a circular <laughs> room with one desk at the far end. Any questions? It's something that there's like all these. Like there's there's no geography to Tokyo Three or to the Nerd <laughs> Geo Front. It's just like there are random rooms where like oh here's where we keep all the giant fucking disembodied a- avas with fucking no heads. That's just that room. Where is it at? Who the fuck knows? It's somewhere down there. Yeah, it's on floor seven. I love that. It's just there's there's a, it's, a night, it's a nightmare place. It's it's awesome. And so then we hear them mention the the uh, Spear of Longinus, or Longinus, yes. or whatever you want to call it. Now, Ben, does that ring any bells for you in particular? The Spear of Longinus? Yes. Uh, the name sounds familiar. I feel like I've heard Longinus somewhere before. He was the Roman soldier who stabbed Jesus in the side. That's right! That's right! Okay, alright. That makes sense. And that spear is a is a, a a thing of throughout myth and legend. After that, of where is the spear? Who has the spear? You know, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, are they say are they insinuating that that specific spear stabbed Jesus in the it side? Fifteen. What we find out is, 
Well, this, the fact that it's about uh, 80 feet tall makes me think probably not because... Either that or maybe Jesus and everybody back then were 80 feet tall. I mean... He's spitting some facts. Yeah. Yeah. Who's to say you're wrong? Yeah. Who, who's around from back then to tell to tell me otherwise? Yeah. Would we have found bodies and skeletons and stuff? No. Of course no, not. No, of course not. No. They've all been mulched. No. Yeah. <laughs> I do love, by the way, this, this, is, this is my real quick uh, uh, anger corner. Uh, the show Rings of Power... Uh, okay. is not lore accurate because in the lore of Lord of the Rings Numenorians were about 12 fucking feet tall and you are cowards cowards for not putting that on the screen All right, yeah. show me a giant man talking to a regular sized elf which Do is it. strange because on the same platform Amazon Prime they're about to make a show called I'm a Virgo by Boots Riley about a man who's 15 feet tall yeah. they got the tech and just it's they right. should have just walked over to Boots and asked him how he was doing it I mean, they were doing it back in 2001 with the first Lord of the Rings with forced perspective, you know? Exactly. They just built do a big that. ring. Yeah. That was so cool. Yeah. Just do that. Anyways, episode 15, the real, Netflix actually, title. Real quick. Oh, go ahead. Episode go ahead. 14. One interesting moment is when Shinji is back in the infirmary and he says, I hate this ceiling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Second time we've seen that, and it's relatively important. Episode 15. Netflix title, Lies and Silence. Original title, Those Women Who Long for the Touch of Others' Lips and Thus Invited Their Kisses. Like 18 words or something. It's amazing. It's like the best title for an episode I've ever seen. That That's a Fall Out Boy song title right there. There we go. That <laughs> is. Man, can you imagine they collabed? Anno and Fallout Boy. Anno and Fallout Boy. <laughs> yeah. What instrument would Anno play? I know. Anno, Patrick Stump, just getting together to make something together. <laughs> the greatest collab. <laughs> so here we see some complaining from Filyutsky towards Gendo about Sele and Chairman Keel, who is the guy who is Cyberface, by the way. Cyberface is the chairman of Sele. Mm-hmm. Um, Sele, by the way, means soul, means soul in German. That's that. That's what that word means. Okay. Um, here it's an acronym for something we don't know what it is. Um, then we see Kaji doing spy shit again. Mm-hmm. Yes, and we do find out um, that the Marduk Institute is what is this organization that helps find the kids who are going to be Ava pilots. Um, just finding out the piece of information was wild to me. Um, it's also funded by, it's also uh, 108 corporations are the, are make up the Marduk Institute. And it's funny because 108 is a, a significant number in Buddhist mythology. Yes. Uh, Buddhist temples always will have 108 steps, stuff like that. So it's a, it's yeah. We get to see more Asuka having a crush on Kaji, pretending that she's being attacked by She a pretends to be assaulted in his voicemail yes. to get his attention. And then she hangs up heroically like, well, that's going to work. Yep. <laughs> Can you imagine if you were a third party listening to Kaji's voicemails? <laughs> and then him is pressing delete on that one. And he's like, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. Honestly. He's like, he's just like <laughs> oh, Asuka. Yeah. <laughs> like, you you have to meet her. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a you had to be there kind of thing. 
Yeah. I also love that in Japan they make the kids clean the classroom, and I mean clean that motherfucker. They're scrubbing this place. They're on, their, hand, they're on their hands and knees. Yeah. Yeah. And we find out that um somebody, an older boy, has a crush on Asuka, so she's she's gonna go on a little date. Um just cute. I'm worried about what the word older means here because she's fucking fourteen years old. Yeah. Yeah, is he fifteen? He's fifteen. <laughs> yeah. Z15 well, and a half? Yeah. <laughs> like, in Japan, he's 27. <laughs> Can he drive yet? Um, and we see we get to see Ritsuko and um, uh, Katsuragi complaining about weddings. About everyone trying to get hit before the apocalypse happens. Yeah. Does this count as passing the Bechdel test, the scene? Because they're not talking about so. a man. They're just talking about their gripes with weddings. So, I think it counts. Yeah. That's fair. I mean, the whole yeah, show passes the battle test with flying colors, so. But this scene, I was just like, it's, I guess it kind of shadows the line of like, oh, women are talking about weddings, but they were, it was a much more progressive way to talk about it. So, I was, I was, I, was, I liked that a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, because, you know, Katsuragi and Misato and, and uh, Ritsuko never talk about Shinji or whatever. No, never him or, or, yeah. or whoever. Or Kaji, God forbid. And um, this is one of my favorite scenes afterwards because Shinji has to ask Ray advice on how to talk to his own dad. <laughs> She's like, why would you ask me a question? And like he's that? like, whenever he talks to you, he looks so happy. When he talks to me, well, it's different, you know? Yeah. It's just not the, the same. It's, it's like, what's he like? It's like, I don't know. It's like, Ugh. Ray, could you yeah. help me out just a little bit, please? And she's like, oh, is I that why you were... I... Oh, go ahead. No, so you go, you go ahead. As I said, that's why she's like, you're, you're... is that why you were looking at me the whole time? And then Shinji says one of the strangest things I've ever heard, ever, which is, he's like, you were wringing that cloth the way that someone's mother would. He's like, he's like I was looking at you wring that cloth, and I thought you looked like a mother. I thought how, she was about to slap him again. <laughs> how on earth... Would a real person respond to that statement? I I would be so flabbergasted. Hmm. I'll just say this: interesting, mm-hmm. interesting, interesting, Shinji. I have some theories. Then we see a wedding, and I just gotta say, the funny part of this wedding is that Kaji shows up late, wearing a white shirt and also a white tie. Yeah, black jacket. But I'm like, sir. What's happening with a white tie with a white shirt? And noticeable little stubbles on his face. Not like a full five o'clock shadow, just little stubbles coming out of random places. Yeah. And Katsuragi has her whole thing with, you know, fucking Kaji, and that's literally both meanings of the term. Um, and then we see Gendo and Shinji at a fucking graveyard, and the way the camera pans down from Gendo to Shinji and the difference in height. Yeah. Because Shinji is kneeling and the camera is, is, is pointing up. It's such an interesting way to, to frame that. Yeah. I mm-hmm. loved it. Because they're at uh, Shinji's mom's grave and we find out that there are no photos of her and there is no body either, which uh, uh, I'm just going to say interesting on that as well. Whether that's a clue for something later or not, that's just an interesting statement to say is that this person has no photos or a body. Uh-huh. Well, she died in a terrible photo album fire. 
It was just tragic. Absolutely tragic. Yeah. She was transporting all pictures and proof she existed across the country. And the, yeah, she had her social security card, all her bank it, it, numbers. It was all on a train. And records. It, it was all on a train, and the train, uh, the train went off course. Oh, yeah. and Al Smith said. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's right. It was very tragic. Yeah. Um, uh, we also, see when, that. When, oh, go ahead. We see that Pin Pin's name tag says Pin Squared, which maybe we had seen before, but I had never noticed it. And I just love that they didn't want to write out Pin Pin, so they just shortened it. I just want to point out real fast when Gendo is like, I have to leave, a motherfucking gunship <laughs> descends into the graveyard to pick him up. He's like, I gotta leave. And then just out of nowhere, this huge, loud machine just goes. <laughs> <laughs> and he doesn't even offer to take Shinji anywhere. Uh, yeah, Shinji, they're, yeah. in the, they're in the middle of what is like a desert for this yeah. graveyard, and Shinji's just got to fucking walk home, I guess. This is like this world's equivalent of the Arlington National Cemetery, yep. and he's, they just left, leaves his own son stranded in the middle of yep. it, while Ray gets to sit in the fucking cockpit yep. up there, and, and Shinji's just like, Dad, I'm glad we had this talk together. He's just like, I see he said, yeah, he's, you he motherfucker. I see. <laughs> Here's the thing, guys. Have you ever seen a helicopter descend into a graveyard? No. No. <laughs> it seems wrong, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Seems There's like a lot of potential wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, I'm not a big believer in, like, the sanctity of, like, graveyards or whatever, but if I saw a helicopter sitting into one, I would be like, well, some end-of-the-world shit's happening because... What reason could you possibly fucking have to ever do this? Unless this was like re- specifically requested by the person who died in their will to have their casket ha- lowered into the dirt via helicopter. You know, I there can't think of any other reason. I'm into it. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to do when I die. I'm going to write that specifically into my will. Lowered Man. into my grave by an Apache helicopter. <laughs> Hey, Ben, what's the nerdy instrument that Shinji plays here? Uh, a cello. It's a cello. Cello. I couldn't, I didn't know what the fuck it was called. It's just something fucking nerds yeah. play. Well, t- two things. One, I specifically wrote down Shinji is a cello guy because mm. it just kind of makes sense. But also, Asuka walks up to him and says, how long you play the cello? So that was a little bit uh, of a hint. as <laughs> the name of the instrument. Yeah. Maybe I was too busy writing notes about the gr- the gunship in the graveyard. I heard Probably. I could have been <laughs> distracted. So. Couldn't hear it over the clack of your keyboard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All I know is that there's a couple of sexy band instruments you can play. Like the like the, the, the violin uh, is one of them. And mm-hmm. the saxophone is the other big one. Yeah. And maybe the flute. You can maybe pull some shit off the flute. But you're not getting off the cello. I'm sorry. And the, the trombone, I would say. Trombone, trombone is a big yeah, one, yeah. That's a good one. I think trombone I'm the, in the name. I, I think I'm the outlier in that scenario uh, as a mm. former trombone player. Oh, that's, oh, yeah. that's why I was saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I know. I think like the trumpet's a, se- a sexy instrument. Okay, French horn, yeah. I guess maybe. Didgeridoo, some jazz. Yeah, Vuvuzela, <laughs> but like oboe? No, sir, you're not no. doing up an oboe. Absolutely, not God, no. absolutely not. A double reed no, instrument? No, no way. Yeah, no. <laughs> like if, if, if a person sits down on the subway and plays a violin, people are excited. The oboe, no one's excited to see that. No. <laughs> yeah. And I've never really heard a good oboe player. No matter how good you are, it still squeaks a lot. That's the thing. The problem with the oboe is it's one of the only instruments where you have to be accompanied by something else, or it just will not sound like pre- presentable in any way. Yeah. 
Obo? More like Ono. Oh um, <laughs> anyways, I don't know. My next note here is if Ritzko got those man hands. Because in one episode, in one frame, her hands take up like the entire hemisphere of her head. I guess it was an, an animation mistake, but it looks yeah. so fucking funny. She and spends all that time typing that over time her her fingers have just elongated to hit you know to hit buttons farther away from the keyboard faster. Yeah. She has evolved. There's a bunch of guys checking out Ritzko, and they're just like, "I bet she can press Q and M at the same time, <laughs> one handed." <laughs> Imagine how well she could masturbate that way too. Yeah, but we do. We get another scene. Oh, go ahead. I was like, could you work out your hands to get them muscled? I wonder if that's, if that's possible, to have, like, muscular fingers. Muscular, for sure. I don't think if you can make them longer just by practicing. I don't think that's possible. That's goal. Yeah. I'm going to sit here all day just going, Ugh. Yeah, just, <laughs> One day. This is great for the audio <laughs> listeners. Um, <laughs> they all have Ritzko's hands. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. <laughs> so we get a scene with Ritzko, Katsuragi, and Kaji, which I haven't obviously have a threesome as we've we've surmised on this podcast um so one one thing i love is first of all there's all that chemistry between them but when um when katsuragi leaves you know they're they're talking for a little bit and kaji just says what's taking her song is she fixing her makeup and i'm like is this how little kaji knows about people that he's just like well if a girl's taking a while it can only be one of two things either she's giving birth or she's fixing her makeup She wasn't fat. And there's so. no way she was getting burned. <laughs> and then uh, 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 Ritsuko leaves and Katsuragi drunkenly calls home and says, hey Shinji, don't wait up. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. He tells Asuka this and Asuka, she knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. She's not dumb. Yeah, mm-hmm. she's like, okay. And then she's obviously a little upset because of her little crush. Um, Ka- she has to- we, we- Oh, go ahead. I mean, we, I mean, go ahead, Seth. I was saying, Kaji has to carry Katsuragi home for a little while um, on his, well, we on his see, back. We see Katsuragi doing the sexiest thing possible, which is throwing up an alleyway. Of course. Of course. I, I'm going to be 100% honest. When I first saw that scene in the silhouette, that is not what I thought was happening. Yeah. Where I thought it was either like he was choking her, which I was like, whoa. And then the other one, I thought they just got impatient and just started doing it right there in the alley. I'm like, what the hell? Because I, I couldn't really tell. Way. Yeah, I couldn't really tell what was going on with the. Uh, because there wasn't really any sound effects for any oh. of them. It, like I just saw like two silhouettes in the alley, and I'm like, "Oh my god, yeah. what is happening?" But it's like when I heard later that she was puking, it's like, "Okay, that makes more sense." Do you yeah. have subtitles on? Uh, no. Okay, because it does hit the bottom. Cause Rocky vomiting. Oh, okay. well, you can't turn the subtitles on if you're watching the English dub because the words they're saying and the words in the subtitles don't match up, and my brain does not like that. Yeah. So I can't turn this off as I want to watch this show if I'm watching the English version. Also, when they're walking home, uh, Kajragi's like, hey, have I changed? And Kaji says, you're more beautiful. And I'm like, this motherfucker has all the game in the world. Exactly. He's just risen him up for no reason. Like he doesn't even, it's not even the time for Riz, but he's just going for it. Um, so then we go, uh, oh, go ahead, Seth. No, 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 go, go. I was like, this this part where Asuka was like, hey, hey Shinji, you want to kiss? Yeah. Yeah. He's like, huh? And then he's like, why? And she's like, I don't know, because I'm bored. So that's not a good reason to kiss. <laughs> you know, I was like, no, that's a great reason. Go for it, man. 
take it. Take any opportunity you can get. I like how Shinji, by the way, when she says this, fully has both headphones in, is reading a fucking book or some shit, which she can clearly see. Mm-hmm. Also, I love the, I love her dis- disrespect. There yeah. was a moment earlier I forgot to mention when Katsuragi and Kaji are talking, and Katsuragi just says, I'm no different from Shinji. I'm a, such a coward. And I'm like, Shinji's catching strays in this private conversation <laughs> for no reason. <laughs> what the s- fuck? I'm being such a Shinji right now. Exactly. <laughs> I've Shinji this. He's in a different district, lady. Leave him alone. I know. He's like that. He's like that. A uh, Fifty Cent video. It's like, why? Why you say fuck me for? Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> did I do? Yeah, she was having her own little crisis there too. It's like yeah. uh, she was like, I hate myself. I hate what I've become. And Kachi has to shut her up by kissing it by kissing her. Yeah. And then she's uh, like. I'm just like Shinji. I'm a whiny little baby bitch, piss baby, <laughs> fucking stupid idiot loser. This is his riches. <laughs> you guys, have you guys seen? I think you should leave. Yes. You know the sketch where it's about the guy who wears the hat with the flaps, and he hears him talking. <laughs> I imagine Shinji hearing the transcript of this conversation, being like, "What the hell." <laughs> But yeah, but Asuka and Shinji kiss, and it's the worst kiss. Yeah, she has I've to hold his seen. nose closed. <laughs> yeah, there's no movement. It's just still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Pinpin walks in and is like, "Fuck this," and yeah. walks out. Yeah. Well, no, the thing is, he doesn't actually walk out. He walks through the scene into his little cooler because yeah. he's just like, "What's happening here is nothing. <laughs> it's not even right. good or bad." Yeah. Just Shinji's just constantly changing color. His arm, his hand is getting all scrunched up. Also, like, before they kiss, she's like, "Do you not want to kiss a girl on the anniversary of your mom's death?" And I'm like, "Yeah." I'm like, guess what? Maybe not now, not then, but now, yeah, kind of. Since you had to mention it, <laughs> yeah. Now you bring it up. Yeah, now you bring it up. What the fuck, lady? Yeah. <laughs> Why would you say this to me? Why does my What does my mom have to do with this? I don't want to think about my mom in any context on kissing, especially her death. Yeah. In fact, Jesus Christ. In fact, I think my mom would highly encourage me to kiss a girl, to be honest with you. Okay. Well, this is good. <laughs> especially Shinji's mom. We yeah. might be making Neon Genesis Evan Benian pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me have a crack at it. Otto, you had Otto, you had your chance. I have some notes. Kaji shows up with Katsuragi, puts her to bed, you know, does the whole that gentleman thing. Asuka is like, hey, you should stay the night. And, of course, because uh, Kaji's the one honorable man alive, is like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and she smells the perfume on him, uh, Katsuragi's yeah. perfume. Which she, also, asked, which she asked to borrow earlier in the episode for her day. Yep. And she that's not for kids. And I do yeah. want to mention real quick that after the kiss, Asuka runs away to gargle and then says, kissing is not something you're supposed to do when you're bored. <laughs> and Shinji's like, I know. Yeah, that's what I said. <laughs> I said that. Yeah, it's, it's a great, it's a really great rendition of a 14 year old kid just being yeah. an idiot. You know, I love it. And then uh, uh, shit gets serious. 
because we see Kaji doing himself some spy shit and breaking into Central Dogma, the sort of the central chamber of the Geofront of Nerve headquarters, and he's stopped by Katsuragi with a gun to the back of his head. Yeah, so yeah. Oh shit! Yeah. Whoa! <laughs> And yeah, so Oman who was who last night was just puking and was too drunk to move and made out and with him. Now has a drop on him. Yeah, yeah. And now she knows how to use a gun. Yeah. So then she's like, "You've been lying to me this whole time." And he's like, "Guess what? So have Ritsuko and Gendo. Look at this shit." <laughs> and then we get to see Adam. Yep. We yep. see Adam nailed to a cross, essentially. Oh, I forgot. Before that, we get to see uh, Central Dogma with Gendo and Ray. And I really love how Evangelion has these strategically placed bands on the tank so you don't yeah. see any of the uh, uh, private parts of, of yeah, Ray. Yeah, so you don't get put on a watch list. Yeah, I appreciate exactly. it. Thank you. <laughs> and I love how she's hooked up to a machine that literally looks like a brain. It's a bunch of metal pipes that are made into a little curly little brain. It's very cool. Yep. And... And yeah, and also just love. But sometimes then you will see a naked fourteen-year-old girl, but she's just like drawn with no features on her, so it's okay, I guess now. Yeah, it's just like an outline. I guess that's okay. I guess we saw we saw Goku's dick and balls when he was eight <laughs> years old in Dragon Ball, so it's okay. Yeah, we need I, a, I guess we need a thing where every time Smith mentions Goku's dick and balls, we donate to charity. <laughs> we would. We would. He said it's like almost three or four episodes now. He's mentioned. <laughs> The Dragon, Dick, like, the Dragon Dick and Balls Foundation. It's like, when I watched the show on Cartoon Network as a kid, they put a little tree in front of yep. him whenever his pants got blown off. But in the Hulu version, you can see his whole dick and balls just hanging yep. out. That's how it is on Crunchyroll, yeah. I mean, it's just three little semicircles, yeah. So you're, it's not like it's a whole big deal. They didn't re- lovingly render the 18-year-old dick, or the 8-year-old dick in fucking the cartoon, but still, it's there. Yeah. It happened. I'm not crazy, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, no, I believe you. <laughs> I've seen it too. What if you were the only one who saw it? What if everyone else who watches it sees the tree still? But you have taken the blue pill or whatever, the red pill that puts you into the world where you see his dick and balls. I'll go to I'll have to go to a place, so to a place. We're all just gaslighting you right now. Yeah. <laughs> um so we see we see Adam nailed to the cross. That's interesting. Or a cross, not the cross, I assume, but a cross. Yeah. Well, for all we know, weird. Uh, it might be the cross. I mean, Ben's theory could be real. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's Jesus right there. Now, the Bible is so funny. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Wait, the Bible doesn't tell you the whole story. The Jesus <laughs> actually had seven eyes, and he wore a mask, and he yeah. was weird and white and pudgy, and he had exactly. little dudes growing out of him. That the Book of Mormon Jesus. isn't book three. Neon Genesis Evangelion is. <laughs> mm. You're right. Yeah, it's one of those things where it's like, um, Anno just knew some Christian stuff and was like, it's weird to us in Japan, so I'll just use random stuff from there. So, Adam being on a cross is not a thing that ever happens in the nope. Bible, but if we're going to do it here, we don't give a fuck. Yeah. In fact, well, we those events first are separated thousands of years from each other. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I just love that. The, just the balls to be like, nope, your actual mythology won't give a fuck, which is how we treat their stuff, basically. So yep. I, I appreciate that. So. And that's it. That's another three episodes. Two and a half episodes, really. But, uh, yeah. So, we gotta do our weekly check-in. Ben, where's the needle? How you feeling about Evangelion? Got any theories? Got any questions? Got any problems? Oh, I definitely have some theories. Uh, okay. 
And so far, one of my theories I'm starting to feel more confident in, mainly relating to Ray. Mm-hmm. I definitely, I know in the very beginning, I was like, she has to be like a robot or something. It's like, I, 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 I don't believe that anymore. I, I don't think she's a robot. I think she's, I definitely think she was artificially made, but I don't know in what capacity. Because she just does not act human. I feel like I feel like that there's a relationship between her and Shinji. Maybe they're actually brother and sister or something. There's some kind of familial connection there. And I don't know exactly what it is. But I feel like I have some ideas and we'll see how that carries out later. But what I really appreciate about these episodes is now that you said that 14, episode 14 was basically like the season 2 premiere, essentially... I'm starting to feel that more with episode 15. I feel like we're about to start to see like a shift in tone uh, with the episodes that we got going on. And I feel like we're going to start getting more of that weird shit that people kept hyping up when I first started watching this Uh, because like it's start, it's starting to feel, it's starting to get a little interesting, especially with like Ray having her own little existential crisis and uh, everything that we're seeing here, just the weird imagery and everything i feel like we're gonna get fucking weird and i'm very excited i'm very i'm very happy yeah because episodes 1 through 12 normal as shit nothing strange in there at all standard show (laughs) now it's getting weird yeah yeah just now yeah i think that the show shifts your barometer of what is weird Mm -hmm. to where at this point ben's like is this show even gonna get weird and it's like (laughs) ben (laughs) replay the events in your mind (laughs) Tell me they're normal. I don't know, man. Like, (laughs) yeah that 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 weird that weird uh, human eyeball sticking out of the mech suit. It happens to all of us. Another day at the office. Yeah, just another day. Just another Tuesday. You know. I just can't wait to see Ben's reaction to End of Evangelion. That's going to be so wild. And you have seen it. And mine because I haven't seen it. Y'all gonna see some fucking crazy shit. You're gonna hear one of the best musical performances ever as well for, for that, that movie too. It's incredible. It, yeah. Did they I get Elton John for that one? No. Oh, okay. Well, missed opportunity. <laughs> it, does, it does sound kind of 80s, but yeah. My question mm-hmm. is, I know, like, I know End of Evangelion is on, uh, is on Netflix. Like, is it the same, is it the same Netflix dub cast? I believe so. Yes. Okay. I didn't, when I watched it recently, I hadn't seen differences. Maybe yeah. said you. No? I don't know actually if they redubbed that one. Maybe they did. Okay. I assume they did because it would be weird to suddenly jump to the you know the the two that mid two thousands dub they, that was on the DVDs. Yeah. Or the nineties dub. What was it? I don't know. Maybe I don't know. We'll see. We'll find yeah, out. Yeah. We'll see. All right, folks. Well. Uh, that has been an episode of the Illinois Podcast. I am a Smith. You can find me on Twitter at MCSurf. I'm Seth. You can find the things that I write on indistinct-chatter.io. And I'm Ben. You can find me on almost any social media at the Ben Powell. Follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash the Ben Powell. Uh, works busy. Haven't streamed in a bit, but things are about to slow down. So I will be picking that up more now. Uh, so yeah, just be prepared. Nice. Uh, you can lead a horse of water, but you cannot make it under it. Uh, fuck. See, Sally, Sealy, whatever their name is. Yeah. Um, and we have stopped trying to solve our problems. We're trying to outlive them.
and from New Orleans all the way to the Central Dogma, this has been the Elenios Podcast, baby. We're out. Out. Bye.